Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Greetings, everyone. I'm Jason Lewis, the producer of the From the Shadows podcast, and welcome to this week's episode of the Midweek Howl. As usual, we will be accompanied by your host, Shane Grove, and our very own resident skeptic of the crew, the Ozark Howler. So without any further delay, why don't we just jump right in and get this show underway? All right, Howler, so... Some of our listeners may know, they may have picked up on it, that uh, that we're we, behind the scenes. We've been putting together a uh, Ozark Howler, dare I say, comedy album. I think, I don't even know. what Do they have albums anymore? I mean, you're in the music industry, so I, do they call it an album when you don't well, know? Well, I mean, technically, just so, just so the people that are hip can kind of figure out that, okay, it's going to be a collection of stuff. But it's not going to be on vinyl. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what does the word know. album really mean? I don't know. I think it's just it's just a, an album is a collection of things put together in one place because you can have a picture album, you can you know. You can oh, I like it. You know, so 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 there's this. Uh, maybe let's let's give let's give everybody a little tease of what they can expect on this forth forthcoming uh, project called uh, we don't even know what it's called other than maybe the ozark howls i don't know that's kind of lame but uh let's give it give us a little bit of the uh of the uh star studded version ozark howler story that uh, can you know, only be available for download i don't, say, I don't know if i can if i uh, you know i'm polishing it up you know how it works all right well this, you're working down. it you're, you're like yeah, a that's right hey, so, you're hey, working it out you're that's right out. i'm working it out i'm working <laughs> That's right. No, it's the only workout I do. Anyhow. I, yeah, not to be confused with the workout from the last episode. We're not on the treadmill. That's right. We're, We're not treadmilling anything. <laughs> no, no, hey, so I'm working one day in, in, in uniform in, in a, in a uh, cop car. 
but I had been invited to a Christmas party. It's about, it's the, it's in early December and you know, people have Christmas parties. So all I wanted to do was get off work and go to this Christmas party. Okay. So what that entailed in is just driving around and stopping nobody until it's your turn to go home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They called me to a little, uh, small town to, uh, investigate a car accident. And this place I was stationed, the, the locals really didn't work car accidents. So they made the state do it. And I was employed by the state. So yeah, I drive out there and looking for nothing. Okay. Remember that looking for nothing. But as I'm hoping, going, hoping to find nothing. Yeah. Right. But as I'm going, I'm hearing all these county cars out there. And I think that's odd because it came to me as a non-injury accident. Somebody ran into a parked car. So that should be simple. And I'm, but I'm hearing all these county cars go out there. You know, when I say county, county cars, these cop, county cops going out. And I'm thinking, hmm, interesting. So it's warm where I live. It can be warm, you know, 65 degrees. Okay. I pull up, get out of my car and there, sure enough, there's three county deputies there standing by themselves out on the street corner. So I go get out of my car and I go to put my hat on because that was the rules. And from a distance, I hear an old gentleman say, I'm fucking scared now. He's got his hat on. <laughs> so I walk over to those Ugh. county cops and I say, what's going on? Well, it looks like that truck backed out of this driveway and hit that car. We tried to talk to them, but they're pretty wild. We're going to, re- we retreated back here and waited for your arrival. Now that thing, that, that, that set on me wrong because you just don't need to retreat and show weakness when you're dealing with essentially the Langmores. Anybody that's watched Ozark knows what the Langmores are. Yeah. <laughs> they understand one thing and one thing only, and that is either, well, two things, money or brute force. That's what they understand. So I looked over, and there's an old Dodge three-quarter ton truck. Now I'm in it. I'm in in front of an old two-story house with a brand new white picket fence. And there's three dudes up on the porch, muscle shirts, tattooed, and they're barbecuing pork steaks. You know, where they, every couple seconds, they got to spray some water because it's flaming up so bad on them. And, and, And they're all yelling obscenities at us law enforcement officers out there on the curb. And then I look across to the car that was hit. And then up on the porch of that house across the street is, you know, a, a, a older couple and two teenagers, one boy and one girl. So I walk over here to this car, and it was a Ford Taurus, and I said, is this y'all's car? Yeah, and then the boy starts walking out, and he's, he's Hispanic, which was odd back in those days. And immediately as he comes over to tell me about his car, he pulls up, parked his car legally on the curb, walked up to interact with this young lady and and as I'm as I'm get, getting the story from him I can hear those three pork steak cookers over there 
yelling bullshit about getting this beaner out of here and we need to call the border patrol and, and fucking wetbacks need to go back to Mexico. You wouldn't have got hit if you wasn't if he's in Mexico, boy. And so what had happened is this Dodge truck, I'm gonna call it the bullet vehicle, they go to back straight out of this driveway and they didn't cut the wheel right or left you know, to allow the front end to swing, to stay on the street. Mm-hmm. They back straight across the street, right into the door of this Taurus. And then they pulled straight back in and got out like they never drove anywhere. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> but right at the edge, right at the edge of the sidewalk is this big mud puddle full of water. And you could track the bullet vehicle right out into the side of that car, right <laughs> back into I mean, this ain't Nancy Drew or Agatha Christie. I mean, this is, this is, you know, this Roscoe ain't Columbo. P. This Columbo, is Roscoe right? P. Coltrane. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's cutting dry right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I take this kid's information. I walk over. I walk to the. You know, my three deputies are still standing there on the curb, doing what they do, chewing and spitting and and talking about all the stuff that they could do. I walk over to the gate and I go to pull the gate open and it's latched. And these three pork steak cookers on the porch start just erupt. You got to be smarter than the gate, motherfucker. Stupid motherfucker. The other one was going, and I know this is a, is a PG show, but I'm just giving you the nuances, you know. So I go to reach over and unlatch the gate and the property owner goes, stay there. F out of my yard. You ain't got no business. And, and so as I open the gate and I walk in there, these three are on me like a pack of ankle biters. Okay. Get out. Go to hell. We ain't got nothing to say to you. Get out. We are on private property. On and on and on. And I walk to the edge of this porch. And it's in them old, one of them old two-story houses that got two front doors. And the, and the porch is about two and a half feet higher than the than the yard so i'm in the yard and they're up on the porch yelling down at me trying to put this pork steak fire out at the same time so one of them's got a spray bottle one of them's got a you know it's like a not a spatula what do you call the big is it a spatula one yeah, of them's got a yeah. spatula or tongs mm-hmm. one of them's yeah. got a spray bottle and one of them's got a beer bottle and they're and they're fighting the fire and telling me to get off their property at the same time so I say, hey, they're multitasking. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, say, I say, hey, fellas, why don't you? I said, I'm going to sh- what they call short form this. Just give me your insurance information and I'll be out of here. And this guy goes, you're going to be out of here now, motherfucker, because you ain't got no business here. And I said, dude, this is easy as it gets. I'm short forming it because remember, I got a Christmas party to go to. Go oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a Christmas party joke. I said, just give me your inf- insurance information so I can give it to that guy, and I'll be out of here. Well, you're going to be out of here now. And and the in the and the longer they fought this fire and yelled at me, I thought, you know, I don't know if I necessarily want to be berated down here on the ground by these midgets. So I step up on the porch, and they're all about five foot six. Now they're thick. I mean, like imagine Mark Wahlberg all tattooed up. You know what I mean? And uh, but I, of course I tower over them because, especially back twenty five years ago, I was a powerful beast. <laughs> I got my hat on, 
And you had your hat on. And I had my hat on. <laughs> so I have my what's called at that time accident notebook. I don't even know if they still do it because they do shit in computers. But so I made the timeout sign with my notebook on my left hand over my right hand, you know, like timeout. And I said, timeout, fellas. I don't really care what's going on. Just give me your in- insurance information. And this one guy goes, no, you time the fuck out. And he puts the timeout sign in my face and says, now get the fuck out of here, motherfucker. And I said, okay, I'm going to gather the facts and make an informed decision. And I turned and walked off. And as I was walking down that sidewalk, they were all yelling at me even more, just like little ankle biting dogs. Yeah, we told you. And on and on. But the one of them, I could tell he was a little nervous as I was walking around. Because I turned, before I got the gate, I turned around. And I said, hey, I'm going to be back. Don't bother. And he goes, don't bother. And I said, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gather the facts and make an informed decision based on those facts. But I'll be back. So I walk out that gate, and I walk about six or eight steps up the sidewalk. And then I'm going to turn and go right back in the, into the driveway. I, I pass those three deputies standing there. Walk into the driveway to look at the bullet vehicle. And as I'm walking up to that bullet vehicle, I see the one guy on the porch come off the porch. Now he's following, he's tracing my steps. Now he's going down the sidewalk. Now he's coming out the gate. And the further I walk around this truck, you know what I'm saying? He's getting lured in because he's, he's, he's getting nervous. Yeah. He's getting nervous. So I go to the opposite side and it's an old, Dodge, what they'd call a first gen D250, uh, sits up kind of high, and I'm on the passenger side at the rear bumper, and I squat down to see the paint transfer because there's green paint on this bumper where it hit that green Taurus across the street. But I'm really looking underneath the truck because I'm watching his feet go all the way around the truck to follow me. And I don't want to say his name. On here. I don't want to say his name on here. But as he comes and approaches me, I stand up and I say, Mr. Such-and-Such, because I knew what his name was already because I run the license plates on the truck, and 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 the people across the street dimed him out for, you know, dimed him out, knew who the driver was, knew who was in the truck. You know, I'd done heard the whole story. So I turned around and I said, Mr. So-and-so, you need to put your hand, let's just say Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith, you need to put your hands behind the back, you're under arrest. And he said, I'm going to kick your ass. Or I'm, I don't remember what he said. He started to say, I'm going to something. And I hit him so hard because he's right in my face, Mr. Mark Wahlberg. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I broke my right hand. Okay. And what I actually, <laughs> I had, because I had an ink pen in it, because I had an ink pen in it, what I, what I did is I put my th- to hold my ink pen in, I put my thumb and my ink pen inside. So what I actually did was broke my thumb. Ugh. Does that make sense? You know. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, so I had I had broke my thumb, and he went down like a like a sack of shit, man. And he <laughs> hit his head on the. Remember, I told you there's a mud puddle with the where the the city yeah. had put new sidewalk curb and gutter and stuff. Right. He hit his head on that new concrete, and it looked like when you were a kid and you'd step on those ketchup packs. Oh, it exploded shit. into a thousand <laughs> pieces. And I jump on his back and I go to cuff him up, and I can't manipulate my handcuffs because my hands broke. Right. So I'm kind of I you. 
So then I was going to reach up to use my lapel mic to call, you know, to, I don't even know why I'd want to call more cavalry. I got three cops standing there with me, but I'm going to call this in and get some real cops there. And I can't manipulate my lapel mic because my thumb's broke. So you get kind of panicked. I got him cuffed up and all those people came off the porch and then some, it was like a hornet's nest. So not only did I have the two brothers, his two brothers, the pork steak cookers, but all of them's old ladies are out there. So there's, there's, there's these two dudes and three old ladies, one of which is in a third trimester pregnant. The guy who's face down on the sidewalk is third trimester pregnant wife was out there and they are a pack of banshees. They are, <laughs> I mean, they are nuts. They are absolutely nuts. I know this is a family show, but they were going, motherfucker, we're going to have your job. You cocksucker. You can't do this. And, and, and I, I calmly walked over to my cop car. This is broad daylight, three 30 in the afternoon. And I got my big microphone on my big cop car instead of my lapel mic. I used it with my left hand and I called the cavalry and then I reached out, I pull, pulled out my, we had these giant rechargeable mag lights sitting next to her. I pulled my mag light out and I walked back across that street and I told him to get the fuck back. And Bo Prego jumped off the curb and says, I'm pregnant. You can't, you can't talk to me like that. I'll have your job. I said, yeah, you won't have it till tomorrow. Now get the fuck back. I'll bust your head too. And you know, the two guys you know, I want to tell you what you find out later. All three of the guys, Pork State boys, are on parole. Every one of them are on conditioned release from from penitentiary. <laughs> so, so the the dudes they step back because they realize what was going down. They were all about to be violated and go straight back. No more. You know, they thought the Pork State fire was bad. They're about to go to the Department of Corrections. Mm-hmm. So they step back, but the girls didn't because they thought they were innocent in this whole deal. So, of course, these deputies, now they're spooked. You know, they've done swallowed chew, and they're trying to figure out, what are we going to do? We need I get statements. I said, no, we're going to get this dude in my car, and we're all going to get the hell out of here before somebody gets a deer rifle. There ain't no reason for us to even be here. So <clears throat> I scooped this guy up, bring him to my car, put him in the car, put the passenger side seat, put the seatbelt on him, jump around, get in the driver's seat. I can't. I, I remember vividly reaching over between my in my through my steering wheel to put my car in drive with my wrong hand. I called the troop and said, "I'm going to the hospital." And this guy, when I had I had listened to the stereo when I drive around in my cop car and it had some, and I remember he looked over at me and said, "ZZ Top, you're a white man like me, ain't you?" And I said, "Yeah." And he heard me tell him I was going to St. Mary's. And he goes, you're not taking me to the county? And I said, no, I'm taking the hospital. And he goes, oh, man, you're all right. And I said, yeah, thanks. And as as we're driving, I'm interacting with him. And, of course, as I'm driving, all I'm passing is one cop car after another cop car coming out there. Because what has happened is all the neighbors have called and said, we're in this big brawl. You know what I mean? They've called 911. They're sending all these other cops. But we're headed. So as I'm talking to this guy, and I'm going to call his name Jamie, because that's my brother's name. I tell him, I said, Jamie, I said, I'm going to take you to the hospital. And there's going to be some cops there, and they're not going to be near as cool as me. Fuck them. I'll kick their ass, too. 
He said, I'm going to have that motherfucker's job. I said, which motherfucker? And he said, the guy that hit me. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I said, you know, do you remember which one it was? Yeah, I fucking remember him. I'll never forget that face. And I said, cool. And, and he said, but I like you because you're all right. You're taking me to the hospital. And I said, yeah, that's right. So he doesn't even know I'm the one that hit him. That's how bad off he is. So I'm just talking to him on the way. And and I'm hearing these guys go out at the hospital because I called. And I, my lieutenant's going to be at the hospital. Okay, And my lieutenant was a throwback from the 60s. I mean, just the facts, man. He, 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 and he would have zero tolerance for how this guy's acting but he also as an you know he's a he's a pencil pusher which means he's never had anybody tell him no his whole life you know what i'm saying so he is incapable in a lot of ways of dealing with people like this because he's an administrator but he's standing there with his hat on as we pull up to, i drive straight up to the yard ER, that's where the cops do i drive straight up to the yard ER, and i tell this dude jamie i said hey jamie now be cool because this guy Ain't as cool as me. Because this get Jamie's telling me how cool I am. You're a cool motherfucker, man. I like you. You listen to some old classic rock. You're taking me to the hospital instead of that fucking old jail. You're all right. More cops ought to be like you. I said, yeah, no kidding. And <clears throat> we pull up to the ER, and I tell him, be cool with this guy, this old man, because he ain't going to like it. Screw him. I kick his ass, too. So. I go to get out, and, and my lieutenant says, you got a live one, Jeff? I said, yeah, I do, sir. I said, uh, he's drunk, and he's just crazy. And he said, yeah, he's got his hat on, too. And that's like your force field at that time. That's what they believed. <clears throat> he opens the passenger side of my door, that car door, and he said, I'm lieutenant. And he starts introducing himself as what they teach you how to do and this guy goes fuck you motherfucker i'll kick your fucking ass if you don't fucking help me so he immediately closes the door and says well i'm gonna i'm gonna wait the lieutenant closes the car door and says i'm gonna wait for paul to get here that's another guy that's showing up so anyway this dude rolls up young stud and and same deal go paul goes open the door and says what's going on or something the guy goes fuck you i'm gonna fucking kick your ass and paul just reaches over and undoes his belt and says look like you done lost one fight you're gonna lose another one so we go over to the door <laughs> what we go over the door and the er doors are locked they have a key a pin code and it there's a pin to open it you know what i mean it keeps vagrants and people from just walking off the street in there but i you know i didn't hang out in the er so i don't know what the pin code is and I guess Paul or somebody did. So as you're as we're trying to, you got to hold him and then let go of him to op- do the pin code. And when you let go of him, he'd turn around. So him and Paul get into it. And he ends up hitting his head again on a brick wall before we get inside. So we get inside and they usher us to the back of the ER to, all by ourselves. Now, everybody and the brothers wanting to help this dude because he's bleeding. Ain't nobody wanting to help me. Because I don't know, they didn't realize I was hurt or whatever. So immediately, this guy tells, he says, Who, "Who's in charge?" And this lieutenant says, "I'm in charge." He says, "Well, I want that. I want that. I want a fucking lodge formal complaint. I want charges brought against the guy that did this to my head." And this lieutenant takes out his little notebook and starts taking notes. Well, what happened? He says, "I was on my porch barbecuing with my pregnant wife, 
and enjoying the weather, enjoying the warm weather in December. And this guy, this damn crazy cop, come up here and just started beating me up with a flashlight. The lieutenant says, okay, do you know who it was? And as soon as he said, do you know who it was? This Paul guy walked back in the room and he looked right at him and goes, that motherfucker right there. and 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 he goes you were too and this lieutenant goes no he was not there he looks at the lieutenant says well it was you wasn't it motherfucker and this lieutenant says no i was neither of us was out here how am i going to take a complaint if you don't even know who hit you Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to stop this story right here. Remember, folks, this was just a teaser of some of the stories that are to come on the Ozark Howler's first album. So stay tuned to the Midweek Howl and the From the Shadows podcast for updates on this future LP. Until next time, we are out. <laughs> Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.